Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Welcome back. In today's episode, uh, we are going to talk uh, about a topic that, well, quite frankly, a lot of people don't talk about. And yet, as you listen to these insights from Dr. Rhoda, you'll realize that the topic is thought about, uh, but we just don't articulate and reflect and act on it, uh, oftentimes in a positive way. So, So, Dr. Rhoda. Part of thriving is being grateful and being content. And so today we're gonna to be talking about those within the topic of body image. So how many times have you looked at someone and wished you had a body like theirs? Do you think that person you're looking at has ever thought the same thing about somebody else? Has that person ever looked at someone else's body and wished they had a different body? I suspect they have. And one of the things that we have no choice in, in this life, is our body style. A draft horse is never going to look like a racehorse. It wasn't bred that way. A chihuahua is never going to have the body of a Great Dane. It wasn't bred that way. An elephant is never going to hop like a frog, and an octopus is never going to glide through the sky on the clouds. You know, a whale moves constantly, eats a vegetarian diet of plankton, and is still a whale. I, I, I love that uh, insight there. I guess I never had thought about it that way, but it is. I mean, objectively, it's true. Elephants move 20 hours out of the day and eat vegetables, and they're still elephants, right? So a woman who is 5 foot 10 is never going to be petite, no matter how much she longs to be. People are born with certain body types that just aren't going to change no matter what we eat or how we move. So what if we put our focus on the fact that I'm going to be the healthiest, happiest person I can be, and I'm going to give up on the thought of trying to look like somebody else. I'm going to be grateful, and I'm going to be content. Your cheekbones are the way your cheekbones are. Your nose is the shape your nose is. The size of your foot is the size of your foot. One of the attributes of thriving is contentment. And people who are thriving often list an ability to be content. It doesn't mean they're not striving for improvement. It doesn't mean they're not trying to be the healthiest they can be. But they're content and grateful for what they have. And I like to think of it as striving with contentment. I'm going to work to be my best, but if nothing drastic changes... I'm okay. And if I just may iterate this point, the reality is there are things in life that you don't have a choice. And I've had some meaningful conversations, and the individual out there will know who they are. And the comment is, when I look at you, I realize you, you didn't have a choice. You're, you're made the way you are and, and, and praise the Lord. And it's really when I look at individuals that I encounter, the DNA cannot be altered. Yeah. A- and um, that's how they are. And, and so you embrace that and look at it as you, you, you didn't have a say in it and you just celebrate what the Lord gave you, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Instead of wishing we had a different body, what if we were grateful for having a body that works? I don't think any person living has ever been completely 100% happy with how their body looks. For centuries, having some extra weight meant that you were healthy and robust, you know, strong and full of life and energy. When I was in Florence, Italy, visiting these historical museums, some of the classic artwork in history depicts women who are very robust. Society's view has changed due to marketing and trying to sell people something. But we don't have to buy it. 
And this hits really close to home for me. I pretty much have my dream life. I am blessed in every, I mean, I just, I, I wake up every day grateful for the life that I have. I'm very, very happy, very, very content. And so I just need to interject here because Dr. Rowe just shared, we had a chat here before we started. She just took this personality test. And, and can you share with the audience what, what, what your top two uh, traits were? It just comes back as positivity. And I like new things. I like and, adventure. And, and sorry, sorry for getting <laughs> off the subject, but this is exactly, I mean, what encompasses what this conversation is about, taking yeah. the positive viewpoint toward things. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I, I pretty much have my dream life in every way other than my weight, my body size. I was, this is full disclosure. I'm going to be vulnerable here for a moment with you. I was born weighing 10 pounds and it seems like I have been on a diet ever since. <laughs> I don't know many diets that I have not tried. I'm a very active person. I'm also a person who's very disciplined, so it's always baffled me. It's been that puzzle that I just can't solve, and it's taken me decades, but I'm finally learning to let go. It's interesting because for all our science, we can put a man on the moon, and we still don't have a consistent way for most people to lose weight. Talk to three different nutrition experts and get three different ideas for how to manage it. And 90% of people, over 90% of people, who lose a significant amount of weight gain it back or even more. You can look at the studies from people who participated in The Biggest Loser and what it has done to their metabolic rate afterwards. They're almost all heavier than they were before they started the show, which is just tragic because they work so very, very hard. It's taken me a long time and a boatload of mental work. But instead of looking at my thighs and being disgusted, I'm trying to think, these legs have carried me through over 30 countries. They've swam in five different oceans. They work. Thank you, God, for my big but strong legs. Someone right now is praying for legs that work. And so I just try to change my change my mind frame, you know, my, my framework around it. This is so important, once again, because our kids are watching us. You know, one woman's teenage daughter said, my mom tells me that I'm beautiful just the way I am, but she is always complaining about how she looks. And I can't recall her ever not being on some kind of diet. So our kids are watching us. Our kids are listening to us. And if we tell them one thing, but do something different, they see the incongruence there. One study reports that when women look in the mirror, the very first thing our eyes are drawn to is the area of our body that we're most uncomfortable with. And this isn't just for us, us ladies. Men, and especially young men, are more consumed with body image now than in recorded history. More men are having plastic surgery than ever before trying to change the way their body looks. So instead of trying to change what we can't change and regretting it, what if we put that energy into taking charge of what we can do? So what are some things we can do and how can we and our kids better thrive around this concept of body image? Number one, if we can be grateful for our bodies, what are the parts of your body that are working great? Be truly thankful for that. Right now there is someone praying for eyes that can see and ears that can hear and legs that can walk. Number two, God designed you the way he designed you. If you're a St. Bernard, you're never gonna look like a Pomeranian. Be the healthiest, happiest St. Bernard you can be. Number three, eat well and move and know that you are stewarding the body that God gave you. Number four, get plenty of sleep so you're physically, emotionally, and mentally renewed each day. And number five, stop looking at the advertisements and the people in the media, the people on social media, and wishing you look like them. Chances are they're trying to look like someone else. And as always, model this healthy outlook for our kids. You know, my goal has become to be healthy, to eat well and not too much, drink plenty of water, get good solid sleep, stay mobile and active. And other than that, my body is what my body is. 
and I'm thanking God for it. Our goal on Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five takeaways today for you to think about. Number one, in order to help our kids better thrive, be grateful for your body. Number two, remember God designed you uh, in his image the way he wanted you to be. As Dr. Rhoda said, uh, a St. Bernard can't be a Pomeranian and vice versa. Number three, control the things you can control. Eat well, move around, be good stewards of the body God gave you. It's his gift to you. Uh, Number four, get plenty of sleep. Uh, We've heard in past episodes the implications physically, emotionally, and mentally. Uh, You need sleep to be renewed each day. And and number five, uh, this is really a tough one. Stop looking at all the advertisements and people in media and social media and and wishing you could be them. Uh, Chances are they're doing just that, wishing they're someone else. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.